Good evening, Spring. Um, first of all, I wanted to <clears throat> thank you for allowing us to be just virtual this Sunday. Uh, many of our leaders are sick. Uh, a couple we know for sure have COVID. Uh, I get my test back today. Uh, my symptoms started on <clears throat> excuse me Thursday evening, and uh, I was pretty out of it Friday and yesterday. Um, but I'm feeling a little bit better this morning and enough to preach, which is great. And uh, But that hardly takes anything anyway. Um, but thank you for being so flexible. I really, really, really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be back on Sunday, depending on oh, um, uh, results from all of us. Uh, so please keep uh, me and uh, Ray, the worship leader, and our... Um, uh, sound and lyrics and others in the church in prayer uh, as we find out if it's COVID or not or whatever. But uh, almost all of us are vaccinated, so we've we've had a pretty light go of it. So thank you for that. I did want to mention uh, one of our announcements this Wednesday. We'd like to uh, <coughs> excuse me. This Wednesday, we'd like to take all the Christmas decorations and put them back upstairs. And so if you could join us for that Wednesday at 6.30, uh, I'll find out this morning if I have COVID. So if I do, I won't be able to join you. But um, we, if we could get that done, that would be great. So 6.30 on Wednesday night and uh, we'll put everything back. So thanks for that. Um, also, you can still turn in your connection cards uh, if you have the app, which we really encourage you to get. If you go to your app store, if you're on Apple or Android, uh, just go to Living, just type in Living Spring, you'll see our Leaf logo, and that's our app. And you just click connect and uh, say you're checking in. So we'd love to have you. If you're new, even virtually, um, just click I'm new on there, fill out as much information as you feel comfortable, and uh, we appreciate that. The most important thing on uh, that connection card are the prayer requests. We pray for those every single day, we pray for every single one. And there's a group of us that do that. And so um, we're very thankful uh, when you allow us to pray for you. So you can just fill that out. And um, if it's super confidential, you can just send an email to me. Uh, if you just want it to be pastor only at john at livingspring.com. And only our pastors will see that. So thank you very much. Well, Happy New Year. We are uh, entering into 2022 and we're hoping that like everybody, I'm hoping like everybody that it, it'll be a little bit of rest uh, and we can get back to normal. Um, and if you see me looking all over and being distracted, it's because uh, I'm getting texts. I'm videotaping on my phone. So um, uh Things will start beeping and honking and all that kind of stuff. So don't don't be distracted like I just was. But Happy New Year. Um, I wanted to talk today uh, about a concept that I'm hoping we can take into 2022 um, as we enter into a series that we're going to start on uh, January 16 called Closer. And the whole theme for 2022 is that we were designed to have a king. Uh, we were designed to be ruled. I know as Americans, that just seems crazy that we'd have a king. That's what our whole country was birthed from, is to not have a king. 
and uh, to get rid of the king and to have a democracy. And that's great for our country and that's great for our freedoms. But for our souls, it is better to have a king. And so we're going to be pushing most of the uh, sermons and uh, themes for um, 2022 as what is the uh, kingdom of God look like with a king. And so um, uh, that should be great. But I, I am concerned for 2022 because I think as we get out of COVID and get out of these different things, um, our country has ramped up um, the inability to have conversation. And also, uh, we have a news group um, on every side that uh, their business model is to bring fear and outrage and hopelessness. And that's what gets clicks. And that's fine. Um, but what I wanted to do this morning is actually bring some hope that no matter what the issue is, uh, you can have an impact on it. And so we have all these different um, things that are happening that you can go on the news, whether whatever news organization you like, um, and you'll read about homelessness. And um, that's a big deal. And usually it has pictures of encampments and it usually has some take on why the leaders can't fix it or what they should do or shouldn't do. And uh, you look at it and it's just overwhelming. And then you might see some things on refugees and uh, how they're coming across the border or they're um, coming in from these different countries. And, and uh, it seems overwhelming. And while you may never meet a refugee, uh, still it's a big deal and you might have a, have a big problem with that. You might be reading about now, um, finally, they're talking about the problem with addiction in America. Um, and um, different drugs and alcohol and all these different things. And you might think, wow, our country is just totally addicted. You might see things on uh, poverty, racism, uh, sexism, uh, climate, uh, graffiti, uh, labor inequality, and the list goes on and on and on. And this is unique to our time. Never before in the history of humanity have we had such access to uh, bad news. And the news thrives on it. And the worse it can be, the better. And what we do is we, we find one nut job. We find one and we apply it to everyone. So we'll find someone who doesn't take the vaccine and They'll interview them and that'll be applied to everybody who doesn't take the vaccine. We might find somebody who um, is involved in some um, organization and there we find the wackiest one, whether it's on the right or the left or what have you. And we apply it to all, all of them. The Bible actually has us do the opposite. The Bible actually has us invest in the one in a way that we wish we could do it for everyone. So uh, I'll just go through some scriptures uh, real quick. The first one is in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. 
you'll know this when I read it. It says, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. So that's the golden rule, as you've probably known it. And it's in the Bible. It's in Matthew 7, 12. And it's Jesus talking. And he makes another statement that's incredible. He says, this sums up the law and the prophets. In other words, to do to others what you'd have them do to you sums up the Bible. Now, there's all sorts of other things in the Bible, and um, uh, they're all very important. And the New Testament, Jesus was specifically talking about the Old Testament. Um, But it's fascinating that you can only do to others as they come into your life. So in other words, if I'm watching the news or doing whatever, and I find out about some issue of racism, sexism, uh, climate change, um, all these different things, uh, it's overwhelming because I can't fix that. It's impossible for me to fix. And so it becomes overwhelming. And oftentimes the temptation is to not do anything. Well, uh, Andy Stanley, who's a pastor in um, Atlanta, he has a really great statement that I, I picked up about seven years ago that says, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. And this was a concept that I had already kind of incorporated into my life. And so I was really happy to hear it from somebody that I respect. But it's the idea that I cannot change climate. I can't change what these different countries do to hurt our climate. But I can plant trees through our ministry Eden projects. Um, I can recycle, I can look at my carbon footprint. And what ends up happening is when you talk like that, you get pigeonholed into some type of group because we've been trained as Americans to uh, be tribal. And so if I say, this is what I'm doing, then you go through in your mind where I stand and that's fine. But that's what I can do. I can't stop homelessness. I, I, I can't. And that's why Living Spring works with those who are experiencing displacement. And we only help probably 15 people a year. And it doesn't solve homelessness. It, it doesn't. But that's what we can do. Um, we talk about racism and sexism. Um, those things are deeply uh, the to fight against those things are deeply embedded in our denomination of free Methodists. We actually have five freedoms, five things we're passionate about. Uh, The ability of uh, all races to be treated equal, the ability for women to um, be at any level of leadership, the ability of the Holy Spirit to inspire our worship, the ability to have um, socioeconomic, while we might not have equality, um, that the poor are treated uh, with dignity and equal to some people with means. Um, and then finally, the ability for lay leaders and clergy to be treated equal. So uh, that I'm not as special as I might think I am, that our lay leaders, we can't do without them. And so they're part of that as well. And so it's a change of concept about the idea of doing for one, what you wish you could do for everyone. And so at Living Spring, we do this all the time. And so, you know, one of the things you might 
uh, read up on, like I said, was homelessness. And um, we at Living Spring uh, can't have people camped out at church for obvious reasons, but we can give them showers. We can give them food. We can get to know their name. We can give them a hug. Yes, we can give them a hug. We can shake their hand. We can um, get to know them. And so we can't at Living Spring stop homelessness, but I can make sure Angel gets a shower. We can make sure Jennifer has a, a hair straightener. We can make sure that Tacho can park in our parking lot for just one night only and not for every night. We uh, can make sure Michelle has a charger for her phone. Um, and so uh, we can do these small things. We can't change the climate, but uh, Living Spring has planted 40,000 trees. And uh, so we can do we can do that. We can't fix our school system, but we can work with the schools and the most marginalized kids in our um, community and try to at least help with that. Uh, we can't solve poverty, but we can work in our neighborhood and we can work in our community. We can work with those people who uh, might not have it as well as some of us do. And so um, we, we do that. We can't solve graffiti but we can cover it up in 20 minutes on our campus, you know? And so that's what I want to talk about this morning is maybe looking at 2022 as not an idea of look at all the issues we have, because there are people that are paid a lot of money to get you upset and to make you feel helpless. And so uh, what I want to do this morning is release you into doing just a little, little bit, just what you can do. And uh, we'll see why that's in uh, or how that's in the in the Bible. So Galatians 6, 9, the apostle, <coughs> excuse me, the apostle Paul is talking and uh, he's talking to a church in Galatia and they're going through some different theological things. And Paul's trying to get them centered. And he says something very fascinating in the middle of the text. And he says this. Let us not become weary doing good. And we can become weary doing good, can't we? I mean, we can become weary doing good in everything. I can become weary in doing good in raising my kids. Or you're, you're just, you're trying to do the best, you're trying to do the best, you're trying to do the best. And if you're a parent, you understand this, all of a sudden one day, everything aligns and you're just like, I've lost my mind. Now maybe, maybe that isn't you, but... Uh, I can remember many days where I was at the end of my uh, rope, end of my patience, and we had those kids, and I grew weary of being patient. Uh, you can see it in all, all sorts of things. Maybe for you, um, you have, you're a teacher, and you are a good teacher, and those kids love you, but they're in the third grade, and there's 25 of them, and you're patient on Monday and you're patient on Tuesday and you're patient on Wednesday and you're just tired on Thursday and you blow up or you say something you wish you hadn't said. Totally get it. And so that's why Paul is talking to these people. Let's not become weary in doing good. Maybe for you, you it's relationships that you're in. Maybe for you, it's something you know God has told you not to be involved in, not to touch, not to take, not to uh, watch. And everybody's doing it. 
And Paul's saying, I know, it's hard. It's hard to do good. You'd think it wouldn't be, but it is. It's hard to do good. And so in Galatians 6, 9, it says, let us not become weary in doing good. And then it, it goes on and it gives what I'm hoping we can see is this eternal perspective. A, a, a perspective of the fact that we have a king and there's a kingdom that is different than just what we can see or touch or hear. He goes on to say, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And you have probably experienced this in many areas of your life. Um, uh, maybe for you, it was your finances and you're sitting with your spouse and you say, you know what, we've been spending too much and you get under a budget and um, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. And then it, you, you say, we're not going to grow weary in doing good. We know that God wants us out of debt. We know that he, that's his will. And so we keep on, keep on, keep on. And then at the proper time, you reap a harvest. If you do not give up, you get out of debt. And maybe for you, it's a relationship. And uh, with it, with a, an adult child, or um, that's that happens to be my life stage. But maybe for you, it's a young child, and all of a sudden you're, or a student in your school, or what have you, and all of a sudden you're working with them and working with them and working with them, and all of a sudden there's breakthrough, and you go back to this Galatians six nine. Do not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. For 2022, that's my hope for us, that we would not give up, that these little things, maybe it's just giving food to one person. Because what ends up happening is when we say do for one what we wish we could do for everyone, if you grew up, uh, you probably heard this saying, well, if, if you do that, if I do that for you, I'm going to have to do it for everyone. Nope. It's not true. You can feed one person and not have to feed an entire homeless encampment. You can uh, help one person and not have to help everyone in the community. Because what ends up happening is, while we don't help the one, because then we'd have to do it for everyone, we end up helping no one. And so in Galatians, again, 6, 9, for at the proper time, um, uh, we will reap a harvest uh, if we do not give up. And then Paul does something. I'm so glad he put this in, this next verse. I am so happy because what it does is it personalizes it and makes it practical. He says this, therefore, as we have opportunity... Therefore, as we have opportunity, I will not have the opportunity to solve homelessness, but I do have the opportunity to help just a few. I want to take a little bit of time to talk about something that we've been looking at in our leadership team, and there'll be more details to come. But um, as we've been looking at our property, we put a lot of money into our property. It's aging and we spend money fixing it and fixing it and fixing it and making sure it's safe and doing all these things. And oftentimes we'll get developers asking us if we want to sell uh, the property. 
And so they usually offer us an amount of money and it gets us thinking, what else can we do with our property that's good stewardship? And so we were approached by an organization called uh, Family uh, Promise. And what they do is they house four uh, families experiencing displacement in the church from 6.30 p.m. to 6.30 in the morning. And the church provides um, dinner. And if there are any events during the week, it lasts for one week. And so we've been looking at our church housing four families for one week, a quarter. It would mean that all of us get involved, that we provide meals, that we provide activities for the kids. We can even provide uh, tutoring for the children. They're all screened by Family Promise. It's a um, uh, Christian organization. And then the people stay for a week. Uh, they have showers. They uh, work during the week to get on um, uh, on online, to get jobs. And they have an 80% success rate during COVID. Uh, normally, their success rate is about 90%. Now, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do this. It's a big commitment. And uh, we haven't decided if we're going to do it or not. But this is the concept that we're talking about. We can do for four families which we, which, what we wish we could do for every family experiencing displacement. Every family that sleeps in a car or tries to get money to just stay at um, a motel. or um, And so you think about it. If we could do this. For one week a quarter, four families each one, that would be 16 families in 2022 that would not have been helped otherwise. We do for one, or four in this case, what we wish we could do for everyone. And so Paul continues, and he just says in 610, Galatians 610, therefore, as you have opportunity, we have an opportunity to use our property for just for other people other than ourselves. And uh, it, it, it gives us, you, you kind of at least get the concept of what I'm trying to say. And not just for Living Spring, but for you personally. You might not have an opportunity to fix the plan, but you have an opportunity to look at your spending habits, to see where your goods are made and how they're made and all those things. Again, it can be overwhelming. And the information we're getting basically says it's overwhelming and basically says the government has to handle all this stuff. Well, they can't. Um, and so it's up to us, especially as followers of Jesus, to not grow weary in doing good. Um, but as we all have opportunity, it continues, let us do good to all people. Let us do good to all people. So this, by its very nature, strips away race, socioeconomic standard, uh, uh, gender. It, it, it strips it all away. Good, all people. That's it. Period. Everybody. You do good to all people as you have opportunity. I talk to people sometimes. They'll say, John, do you give uh, cash to people asking for money? Yeah, I do. And they may use it for alcohol or drugs or whatever. Um Normally, I'll buy them food if I can, but um, but yes, I, I will. Because 
That's what God calls me to do. As I have opportunity, um, I do good to as many people as I can. And again, I'm not a great role model in this. There are people who do much, much more. But um, we do it at, at Living Spring. We help we help homeless people and uh, a small amount. Uh, we do it with refugees. We work with an organization called Voice of the Refugees. And um, this year, uh, due to you guys doing for one what you wish you could do for everyone, provided 100 toys to refugee kids who are um, scared and displaced and wondering um, what this place called America is like. And so it's really cool. Um, we deal with addiction, whether it's by um, our pastoral counseling group, um, helping people get help or by having meetings here on campus and using our property um, for that. Um, and so uh, my point this morning is just that we have to be released from the overwhelming amount of information we get about the big problem and personalize it. And that we end up using what we have as we have the opportunity. And so for 2022, as we go in, uh, again, kicking off this sermon series in, um, Jan on January 16th um, of closer, of just moving closer to Jesus, I'm hoping that your perspective of what's going, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going on is uh, changed and that you feel like you really can do something. That small isn't small, because it's in the scripture that as you have opportunity, you do good to all people. And we don't grow weary in that. We can grow weary if we try to bring on too much and solve everything, but we don't. We have that perspective. Let me just share a couple more verses that go on. Uh, Luke 16.10, um, Jesus is going through a whole bunch of different concepts at this time, and he um, wants to talk about how do we steward, essentially? How do we manage the assets, the money, the time, all these things that God has bestowed upon us? We all have a certain amount of time that we can use for others. We have a certain amount of finance that we can use for others, a certain amount of emotional um, uh, investment that we have in other people. Luke 16, 10 says this, and this is very important. Jesus is speaking. He says, whoever can be trusted with very little, <laughs> in other words, the do for one mentality, just can you just do this for one person? Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted in much. In other words, what Jesus is saying is that whoever, um, whoever can be trusted with just the little things that God places in your path, then more and more and more. You have a bigger impact and a bigger impact and a bigger impact. He goes on to say, whoever dishonest with very little or a bad steward will also be dishonest with much. In other words, how you handle the little things that one person experiencing displacement, that one kid in your 
class that's disruptive. As you handle that, that's an indication of how your life with Jesus is going. And so uh, he, he goes on in the next verse. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, in other words, the money that God has given you. Oh, by the way, Living Spring Mug. If you bring a visitor, they get one. Maybe you'll get one. We'll see. If you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? If you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, in other words, God's, who will give you property of your own? And so, um, I'm sorry, this sermon's a little shorter than normal. You're probably happy, but... Um, but that's what I wanted to talk about this morning, um, was this idea as we go into 2022, and maybe you're just watching this, you attend another church or what have you, uh, the idea of asking God to open your eyes to the little things you can do and to celebrate those little things, to celebrate the idea that God has given you an opportunity and maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe for you, you have no money. You don't really have much time. Listen, I, I can't stress this point enough. But you, you're present with someone in distress. Do you know how valuable it is to be a listening ear? Do you know how valuable it is in someone's life when you're there? Do you know how valuable it is? Maybe you're sitting at your kitchen table. And God brings someone to mind. And you just send them a text. Don't grow weary in doing good. As God has given you opportunity, do those things. Can you imagine if you just, maybe once a week, you send a letter of encouragement to someone. Maybe it's a postcard, a note, a text, or whatever. By the end of 2022, you will have encouraged 52 People, that's amazing. That's amazing. If you were to do that for a decade, obviously you'd have 520 people. Uh, and so uh, that's my hope for um, you this year. And we're going to be talking a lot more about this. Again, thank you so much. I'm sorry we didn't have worship this morning. Ray uh, is sick and uh, we couldn't this quickly find a replacement that could like do virtual songs um and so we appreciate your flexibility but uh, i pray that you'd have a great day today thanks for your patience let me pray for us and uh, we'll wrap up <clears throat> lord jesus um, we're so thankful that your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom that you give us through this grace that we receive from you for salvation. That grace continues as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And that you give us uh, many opportunities to extend that grace to others. So Lord, as we head into 2022, uh, we just pray that we would have eyes to see what you would have us do. We'd have ears to hear your voice, and we'd have the boldness to follow through. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if we're physically there next week, well, we'll be taking communion together. 
uh, know that I love you very much. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for giving me the flexibility to be able to do this from home. I am going to go to sleep. So have a blessed day. See you soon.